You know when you search for something on Netflix, what you get is only a fraction of what they really have? The streaming service actually has more than 18,000 titles globally, but only about 6,000 of those are available in the good old US of A. That means you're missing out on literally thousands of great shows. Unless, of course, you use ExpressVPN. ExpressVPN is an app that lets you change your online location, protecting your devices from unwanted snooping and allowing you to control where streaming services and other websites think you're located. There are over 100 different locations to choose from, which means you have access to thousands of new shows and movies no matter where you live. This doesn't just work with Netflix, it works with Disney+, Hulu, Max, a UK streamer called BBC iPlayer, and more. I was on a work trip in the UK during the final season of Game of Thrones, and I tried logging into my HBO account to watch a new episode, but the technology wouldn't let me because of geoblocking. And I wish I had this app at that moment, because I now realize how incredibly easy it is to work around that problem. Here's a more recent example. It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia is not streaming on Netflix in the US, but I just fired up the episode where Dennis tries to have a peaceful mental health day, and technology keeps interrupting his plans. All I had to do was open ExpressVPN, connect to a UK server, refresh Netflix, and the show just popped up. It's super easy. I've also heard good things about that show called Billions, but I've never been a Showtime subscriber, so I've never seen it. But it's actually available right now on Netflix in South Korea, and with ExpressVPN, it took five seconds to switch over and start checking it out. With ExpressVPN, you get high-quality streaming from devices like your phone, laptop, tablet, and TV, and crucially, it protects your privacy and security to keep your information safe from hackers. Stop missing out on great TV and get thousands of new shows with ExpressVPN. We got them to give you all three extra months free when you use our special link, expressvpn.com slash slash film. That's E-X-P-R-E-S-S-V-P-N dot com slash slash film to get three extra months completely free. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Slash Home Daily for Thursday, September 22nd, 2022. On today's episode, we're going to discuss, we're going to have a spoiler-filled discussion about She-Hulk episode six. This is Slash Home editorial director, Peter Soretta, and joining me on today's podcast is Slash Home editor, Brad Oman. Hey, that's me. Okay, Brad, uh, we have seen episode six of She-Hulk, and hopefully you have too, because we're going to spoil it. But before we get into that, we do have a letter to read here uh, in our feedback section. This uh, email is from Matthew from Toronto, Canada, who writes in, and he actually also admits that he didn't know who Megan the Stallion was and came to the same conclusion as me. So I'm not alone, Brad. Uh, but anyways, uh he says, I'm, I'm going to read his letter, uh, read a part of his letter. He said, you mentioned that you were unsure of the story arc or She-Hulk as uh, the character of She-Hulk. And since Jennifer Walters has now accepted that she is She-Hulk, only I don't think that's the case, as I don't think Jennifer has fully embraced that she is She-Hulk. In the last episode, She-Hulk is talking to Nikki and says, quote, I'm still Jennifer Walters. She-Hulk is just a thing that happened to me, unquote. Uh, she has accepted the name and accepted that she needs to use She-Hulk to get things, but that is as far as it goes so far. She uses She-Hulk to get a job and very re reluctantly turns to She-Hulk on the job because her de 
her boss demands it. She creates a profile, a dating profile as She-Hulk to get dates. She even turns to the camera and says, I'm not proud of this. Uh, she's using She-Hulk as a means to an end right now for her job and dating. And she would rather she didn't have to. In the comics, the character is a lot more confident in who she is. And there's very little character separation between Jennifer Walters and She-Hulk. They're very much one in the same. I think the arc will be accepting She-Hulk as part of herself, that she isn't embarrassed to go dating as She-Hulk as she comes to realize it's just another part of herself. Brad, what do you think of that? Yeah, maybe. Um, I, I guess that's fair. It And, and yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I I think it's fair. I think, I don't know, like when he outlines it like that, it sounds like it works, but I think like in execution, I don't think it's uh, executed well. Like, I don't really get the sense that she's still embarrassed of She-Hulk. Yeah. Especially considering this episode. Well, in this episode, she goes to a wedding and I think she's there to proudly flaunt the the fact that she has a good job and stuff like that. So she's using. Well, that and when she shows up as she Hulk, you know? Yeah. But I think she's using that for her, her own gain. Do you know what I mean? Like she's not accepted that she's using it for, to get something. I mean, yeah, I guess, I don't know. I'm just not sure if that's, I don't know. Is that enough growth for a season of television? Maybe. (laughs) Um, Yeah. I don't know. Uh, Okay. Uh, brief thoughts on this episode, Brad. What do you have to say about episode six? Uh, a fairly frivolous episode for the most part. Uh, some amusing aspects, um, you know, a, a tiny bit of action, mostly some, uh, I don't know, like some, some some a bit of character stuff for Jennifer Walters. Probably the most amount of Jennifer Walters I feel like we've gotten in a little while, maybe. Because um, we only get like two really two bits of She-Hulk throughout this entire episode. Um, but yeah, I guess this is mostly just like, uh, you know, some some plot development and like a little bit of character stuff. And uh, yeah, that's that's pretty much it. You know, it, it's it's OK. It's it's still very light and fluffy uh, and the comedy still isn't all that uh, sharp. But, you know, here we are. Yeah, I want to be clear that I don't think this is what happened. But this episode feels to me like the people at Marvel came to the writer and was like, can you do like one episode where she's not She-Hulk for the whole episode so that uh, we can save money on the budget? <laughs> that's, that's what it felt like to me. Um, uh, again, I don't think that happened. Uh, the Wedding and Mr. Immortal are probably my least favorite plots of the series so far. Um that said, I'm excited that it seems like the main antagonist threat is finally coming to an, a head. I mean, we only have three episodes left, right? So, so hopefully it's coming to a head. Um, and I was, I was also shocked that Daredevil wasn't in this episode. I was so sure after last week where they kind of teased him, that, and we saw at D23, um, that we would be getting Daredevil. So, yeah, uh, yeah, but we got to wait a little bit longer, I guess. Yeah. Uh, nice things. Good things come to those who wait. Right. Uh, OK, uh, let's get into the breakdown. Um, so this episode begins with um, 
with Jen opening a wedding invitation. It's a glitter bomb of sorts. And a super uh, obnoxious wedding invitation. <laughs> was it designed by Mark Rober? I don't know. Uh, anyways, Nikki wants to see uh, the super suit that was made for her. Uh, but Jen says she's never going to wear it anyways. And uh, Luke did make her some dresses for the wedding, which is good because uh, it turns out she needs a dress that can conform to a smaller size. Um, I'll, I'll give the show credit here, Brad. The minute when I realized that this was going to be a wedding episode, when I realized this was going to be a self-contained wedding episode, Jen looks at the camera, breaks the fourth wall and basically says the same thing I'm thinking. And she's right. Wedding Weddings are always the most inconvenient time. So that whole bit was great. But I was kind of annoyed that we have to kind of take the sidetrack of a of a wedding episode. Yeah, the way it was introduced was uh, amusing, at least. Um, but yeah, otherwise, you know, whatever. <laughs> yeah. Pride doesn't care. Um <laughs> Also want to point out that the close-up of her uh, zipping her luggage, you can see that she has a small like green ribbon tied to her bag to sing- distinguish it, which I thought was a nice a nice prop detail. Uh, so She-Hulk arrives for the dress rehearsal, and everyone is impressed except for the bride, Lulu. And Lulu is paid, paid, played, played by Patty Harrison. Um, she's done a bunch of comedy writing, including Big Mouth, and she... She's had a bunch of like one episode guest spots on a bunch of shows, including BoJack Horseman, High Maintenance, Shrill, Adventure Time, Bob's Burgers, American Dad. Um, Lulu is not happy that uh, She-Hulk would be there taking all the attention away from her big day. And she requests that she remains Jen for the wedding. So... I'll tell you this, Brad. Th- this situation seemed very curious to me because they've they set up in the previous scene that Jen hasn't talked to Lulu in many years. Like I think since high school, I don't remember what they said exactly. Uh, and they kind of lost touch. But Lulu reached out and asked her to be a bridesmaid, and she couldn't say no. Uh, so I was like, you know, why does she want her to be there if she doesn't want her to be She-Hulk? Especially since later on in the episode, we clearly see that she's a fan of She-Hulk. What are your thoughts on this? Is, is, am I thinking too hard about a, a, you know, a comedy show? I think that maybe she didn't realize how much She-Hulk would take away from her uh, attention at the wedding potentially, or maybe she, because she seems like kind of a catty person uh, that maybe she invited her just so that she could, uh, you know, take away that spotlight from her, make her just be normal Jennifer Walters and not be, you know, she Hulk and get all that attention. Um, Especially with considering, you know, the way that like she has her like go clean up stuff and everything uh, later in this episode. So that's, that was my reasoning for it anyway. Yeah, and she kind of makes her feel bad for not having a boyfriend. I don't yeah. know, it seems weird. All these things seem weird when like it's revealed that she's like this big She-Hulk fan when she's drunk later on. So I don't I don't know. I'm not, I'm not sure what the writers were trying to go for because well, I th- logically I think it that, doesn't make sense to me. I mean, when you're if you're she's if she's trying to be catty then she's trying to hide that. I mean, when you're drunk like, you know, you, all of your inhibitions come out and you say things that you wouldn't normally say when you're sober. So I think that's probably the explanation for it. 
Okay, so She-Hulk promises to just be Jen at the wedding, and we reveal another great title gag, which I liked, just Jen. Uh, Craig Hollis is uh, Mr. B-plot of this episode, but uh, he's also known as Mr. Immortal. And uh, we he meets with Mallory Book, who is taking the case as She-Hulk is uh, you know absent. And he has an untypical divorce case. He sounds like a complete asshole and uh, sounding like, a, you know, he's tried marriage so many times, but he's really a good guy. And instead of telling the women that he wants to get divorced, uh, he happens to kill himself to get out of the relationship. Uh, <laughs> Brad, what do you think of this whole setup? Uh, you know, th- this is the stuff that I think I appreciate about She-Hulk the most. I, I like when they introduce... Uh, new characters who have to deal with legal problems as as superheroes and like there are things to figure out going through like the red tape of you know how their abilities work and the problems it creates for them practically in the real world so this this was you know uh, a fun little bit to me a a nice diversion I I wish that the show was more focused on stuff like this Um, but like obviously you know it's the show is is She-Hulk and like there has to be a focus on her as a character too so that that makes sense but I I do wish there was more of this stuff tying into She-Hulk story as opposed to this you know in this episode a back and forth where she's somewhere completely different and her friend and uh you know lawyer has to deal with this scenario themselves yeah and this is an actor that we recognize i think right probably (laughs) brad you didn't recognize him we we talked about him and the book of boba fett he played mock shayiz's major domo oh yes yes, uh i can't pronounce his last name squazi is that how you pronounce it? I think uh, he I was a Second City guy who um, he was on Veep and a bunch of stuff. But I loved him on Book of Boba Fett. He was um, one one of the the shining mom- uh, parts of that show. Um, but one thing I didn't realize I, when watching this episode, I was like, I just assumed that Mister Immortal was like this creation for this the stupid court case or stupid uh, uh, divorce case on the show. But apparently he is in the comics. He's the leader of the Great Lakes Avengers, uh, which comprises of Big Bertha, Doorman, Flatman, and Goodman. Brad, did you know of any of these characters before I just mentioned them? No, not in the least. (laughs) I almost want to go back and read this. Apparently... Uh, when they named themselves the Great Lake Avengers, they got a cease and desist letter from Hawkeye, who uh, claimed uh, that they couldn't use the Avengers name. Uh, so there's like a little bit of a She-Hulk tie in there. Um, in the comics, he is a mutant. And uh, I'll read you here. I read from a uh, Wikipedia here. Or w- Wikipedia. This isn't Star Wars. I'll read from Wikipedia here. Mr. Immortal is a mutant with the power of immortality, which allows his body to regenerate from any injury, including ones that would kill ordinary humans. Although injuries are sufficiently injuries that are sufficiently traumatic appear to kill him, at least initially, his regenerative power causes him to return to life in anywhere from 10 minutes to, to seconds. So uh, I don't know that, that that's a good ability. Um, so Nikki and Mallory are arguing about the whole situation. Mister Immortal runs, jumps through the glass, falls from the skyscraper into a car, and he briefly dies before getting up and walking away. Uh, Brad, I guess he really just isn't good at confrontation. Apparently not. 
Yeah, uh, and there is a QR code on this car for an issue of West Coast Avengers, which I haven't read, but I think that's where he's introduced. So I think you might be able to get uh, the comic if you scan that QR code. So uh, Lulu tries to catch up with Jen at the rehearsal dinner, and she asks her about her dating life. Lawrence said she's single, kind of uh, makes her feel bad about that, even though she has a successful job and is whatever. Um, Titania shows up. This is something I didn't expect, actually. So Titania shows up. Uh, she's, it turns out she's dating a friend of the groom and was invited to the wedding, even though Jen didn't get a plus one. And Jen believes that she weaseled her way into the wedding just to get at her. Now, when this happened in the episode, Brad, I the whole time I'm thinking this is a setup. Lulu isn't even friends with Jen anymore. Why is she there? Maybe she's Jen is friends with, uh, or maybe Lulu is friends with Titania, or maybe this is like some kind of big scheme of a setup. But I, I don't know. Appears appears like that wasn't the case. I don't know if there is. It's like it's not incredibly complicated. Yeah, yeah. So Jen uh, is frustrated, goes and sits outside by herself, where she's approached for an awkward meet cute with Josh, uh, who is friends with the groom, and. Uh, this seems to be the most normal, possibly romantic interaction that she's had with a man since we've seen this series so far. So, Brad, I'm sus- I'm suspicious. <laughs> I think something's <laughs> up, but we can get to that later. Uh, so Mallory holds a meeting with a dozen of Mr. Immortal's former wives who found out that he wasn't actually dead. One of them found out from the website Intelligentia. Intelligentsia. Uh, the one for hateful man babies. What is intelligentsia supposed to be, Brad? Because I, I was very confused of what site that's supposed to be like a parody of. I'm not sure, like, because I'm not super steeped in like the gossip culture of online thing. It, but it feels like it's meant to emulate like just general gossip tumblers, maybe like. Um, uh, but it looks like people go on there and create accounts and creates like almost like a Reddit, but it didn't seem like Reddit. Maybe maybe that's what it is. Maybe it's just a lazy, uh, you know, um, shadow of Reddit. I guess that because that, yeah. that would make the the most the most sense. Uh, so, Mister Immortal has faked his death multiple times and forged many different false identities. And the only way out is to negotiate a payout to the women that he had married. Uh, and I'll say the best joke of the episode is him saying, "I will never understand women." If I live to be, and I will. <laughs> uh, so he claims that he bought some Apple stock in 1981, which would probably make him very rich, Brad. He doesn't say how much Apple stock he bought. But I'm going to quiz you right now. Without you looking it up, Brad, if you bought, if, if, if Mr. Immortal bought $1,000 worth of Apple stock in 1981, how much money would he have today? Oh gosh, uh, it's it's got to be over a billion. No, not a billion. Not that high. It's one point oh, no? five five million. Oh, that's but, it. Oh, I thought it would be way more. <laughs> but I mean, that's only a thousand dollar investment. It was ten cents a share in nineteen eighty one. It's one hundred and fifty five dollars a share today. So yeah, that's yeah. crazy. Uh, anyways, uh, the women argue about having to split the settlement equally, and Mister Immortal tries to get 
up and throw himself out of the window, but Mallory won't allow it. And Nikki is able to fix the situation because that's what Nikki does. And uh, meanwhile, Jen meets the Grimsman that she's going to be walking down the aisle with and turns out to be this timid dog named Jonathan. I thought this was going to go somewhere and not just be like a single joke. I don't know. I I just thought it was going to be a setup for something later on. But yeah, the only thing we got later on was uh, something in the end credits of the, the illustrations. So anyways, um, Jen gets drunk at the cash bar. She tries to call Bruce, who she's been trying to get a hold of for weeks now. She leaves a message. I feel like we have to see him show up again by the end of the series, right? Yeah, either either in the finale or in a credit scene that explains like where he is and what he's doing and, and probably as a setup for something uh, in, the, in the Marvels, maybe. Yeah, I mean, we have three more episodes. She can't be left trying to reach him for all three episodes, but at the same time, it's not like he can show up and help her defeat the bad guy that she's going to be fighting. Yeah, right? it's, like, I, no, yeah, I don't think it's going to be anything like that. If anything, it'll be a thing where like she finally gets a hold of him and they have a conversation, and like we see where he is and what he's doing, and it's because uh, again, I think we've talked about this before. The the Shang Chi credit scene had both him and um, Captain Marvel consulting on something about the Ten Rings, and so. I'm willing to bet that there's something in the Marvels uh, or maybe something overarching um, that is going on with between Hulk and Captain Marvel where they're working together on something. I think you're right. Uh, so Jen flirts with Josh a bit. She's drunk and uh, there's the flirting's going back and forth. And he seems to me not scared at all about She-Hulk. He tells her he thinks she's pretty great. And then uh, <laughs> right in the middle of that, she ends up getting sick and uh, throws up outside and at that point, uh, Titania takes the opportunity to attack her. And uh, drunk Jennifer is obviously no match for Titania. And uh, she knows and, and tells Jen or talks Jen into turning into She-Hulk, which uh, they had a funny bit here where Jen's too drunk to transform, but she eventually does. Um, and then they have this big fight in the wedding venue with the DJ who is is uh what's the dj's name it's like uh i think it's the inchatable hulk like as in like i think his name is probably chad which sounds like a dj name (laughs) uh what did you think of this whole uh wedding fight sequence it was very silly uh and you know i still i still like seeing jamila jamila's character because it's her voice is kind of just mesmerizing because it sounds nothing like her um but you know i just i just don't care about this conflict you know like i don't i don't it, it's it's all very silly and i know it's meant to be uh but i you know i'm not having as much fun with it i think as i'm supposed to yeah I, I, the strange thing is i feel like on paper if i was in a writer's room and we're like okay we need to come up with this episode and we need to like not have her be hulk the whole episode uh oh let's do this uh she needs to go away for this thing and it'll be kind of like this bridesmaids-esque like comedy and there's this fight in the wedding like it all sounds like it could be a fun thing but in execution i felt like it just wasn't there yeah um uh so uh titania ends up slipping on some ice on the floor uh ruins her teeth and uh she's pissed all the wedding guests are taking photos of her and uh runs off and uh, at first, Jen thinks Lulu is pissed, but she turned uh, because she turned into She-Hulk. Now Lulu is drunk, and she she's a huge fan 
she's so happy that she's there at She-Hulk and uh, probably the real reason why she was invited in the first place. Meanwhile, Mallory and Nikki look at the Intelligentsia website and they find a She-Hulk section that is filled with man babies and hate and death threats. And uh, they agree not to tell Jen about it because it's better that she's not thinking about it or know about it. Smash cutting to Nikki telling Jen about it in a message, uh, which is kind of a funny bit. Um, So in the comics, Brad, Intelligentsia is actually a group that is, I'm going to read from uh, Wikipedia here, comprised of some of the greatest and most sinister minds of the earth. Intelligentsia was initially a group formed by an exchange information between uh, criminal geniuses. So it's comprised of the leader, Modoc, Dr. Doom, Egghead, Mole Man, Wizard, and more. And uh, many years ago, I'm going to read again here. Many years ago, the leader had a vision of assembling the world's most intelligent criminals for the sole purpose of plundering the greatest intelligence. Uh, intellectual treasure of all time, the Library of Alexandria. Uh, the library contained writings from some of the most renowned minds of all time, including arcane studies such as alchemy and transmutation. The leader wanted to get the knowledge from those who didn't truly deserve to possess it. Mm. So so obviously that's not what's going on here. This seems to be more like a Reddit kind of... Um, I mean, it could technically still be what's going on here. Um you know, maybe there could be some of those kinds of people that are part of this. And maybe it's like a place like a, a dark web kind of place for like up and coming villains to, uh, you know, talk to each other. Yeah. So, well, here's the thing. We did they confirm that Modoc is going to be in Ant-Man Quantumania? Yes, I believe it was mentioned during the Comic-Con panel. I don't I don't specific. Yeah, I think that that was what it yeah. was. They, yeah, I know that they mentioned MODOK entering the MCU at some point, and I think that you're right that it was for Quantumania. Yeah, and at D23, they announced Tim Blake Nelson was returning as the leader in Captain America New World Order. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, the people that are in this group are kind of coming together in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Brad, what do you think? Do you think... In the end of this season, do you think we'll learn that the leader is somehow involved in things? I think that that's certainly possible. And then based on the things you mentioned about like that library and stuff like that, that sounds a bit like dark magic stuff, right? Yeah, for sure. So part of me wonders if that might be something that also ties into Ironheart, because at D23, they also revealed uh, that in the Ironheart series, Anthony Ramos is playing the villain known as the Hood, and he deals with dark magic. Yeah. Yeah. Good point. Good connection. Um, and also, you know, uh, the leader uh, wanting to get some of She-Hulk's blood. It, I mean, it seems like there could be a connection there um, that he could be behind whatever this group is that's doing it. But again, it's all that's all just speculation on our part. I don't know anything. Um, I do also want to mention that on the website, when they show the uh the website on the computer. There's some articles in the sidebar, and one of them is an article that says top 10 travel destinations. And the image is a map of Cooksville, Tennessee. Cookville, Tennessee, which mm-hmm. I wouldn't think would be a top 10 travel destination. But Cookville also appeared in Loki, 
It was yeah. where Sylvie tried to bomb Cookville and they were stopped by the TVA. So my guess here is the person who puts together the on-screen stuff, because I think Cookville only appeared on screen. I'd have to go back to look at yeah, and yeah. see. But I'm pretty, yeah, I'm pretty sure it was only on one of like the TVA screens or something like that briefly with some other random locations. So I'm guessing one of the persons at Marvel, working on the Marvel shows, is from Cookville. This is what I make of this. More than likely. Either that or it's the epicenter of the next phase of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Probably not. Um, But, okay, so Jen is too busy having French fries with Josh uh, to pick up the phone. And we we kind of pull out to reveal that there is a camera, security camera, surveying them. It's on a monitor. And on the computer screen – there's a message that pops up uh, says, is the next phase of the plan ready to go? And it's uh, signed Hulk King. And it's signed kind of like at the end. It's not, like like almost how like Tom Hanks signs all his tweets, Hanks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, it's, not, it's it's very weird. Like why, why would this like criminal mastermind be sending someone in a lab like a, a message and like being like Hulk King, you know, at the end. But anyways, whatever. Uh and uh, also the computer screen has a bunch of analyzation about gamma and blood. And we pull up fur- further to reveal that we're in a lab. And uh, Brad, at first I thought there were people with purple hands. <laughs> I was like, oh, shit. But now it turns out it's purple gloves. And um, they appear to have made a new needle, possibly strong enough to penetrate punch- their skin. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, vibranium. I- this was kind of confusing to me because like, where's that camera that's focused on them? <laughs> I mean, probably at the wedding venue, maybe they've hacked into the wedding venue or something, but, but like, it looked like the, where they were sitting, the camera would need to be like in a wall <laughs> or like on a table or something like that. Cause it was like right on the side of where we saw that shot. And I, that's one of the, that's one of my pet peeves is when in a movie or TV show, whenever there's some kind of surveillance shot and it's a shot that would never actually be a real surveillance <laughs> shot, they just took, clearly took the shot that they shot for that that part of the movie and they're like, oh, we'll just put a, a graphic overlay on that makes it look like it's on TV. <laughs> I mean, I, I have the same thing, Brad. It, it's just funny to me that in a show where there's a man who basically kills himself over and over again to get out of marriages and he's immortal, that you the, th- the aspect that you are bothered about is the camera placement of security. Footage. I mean, it's, it's easy to buy into the fictional stuff like that. It's a superhero show. But, like, if you're going to try and make something that is, like, real, then make it real. Yeah. No, I agree. I agree. The, the biggest – one of my biggest pet peeves is, like, technology in general in movies and TV shows, especially when you see, like, a phone or a computer. Uh, yeah. and it, it's phone just not, user interfaces are the worst. Yeah. Or, like, you know – computer enhance now like it makes this blurry image like mm-hmm, completely mm-hmm. clear all that stuff bugs the hell out of me yeah um but i will say that uh this showing this needle i think adds more to my theory that that guy that we that she dated i forget his name todd yeah maybe that he might be one of the members because he was asking her if vibranium could puncture her skin and this is pro- possibly a vibranium needle um but yeah i don't know uh, and there's no end credits tag again. Yeah. What is going on, Brad? They like set this up like it was a thing, and now it's not a thing anymore. I just, I, you know, again, I just think that they probably don't want to force it if they don't have to. You know, it's not something they feel like they obligated to do, and it's only like if, if they came up with something that would have been a fun scene and they put it in, but it just didn't have anything for this one, probably. They could have just had like a close up on the dog while like 
She-Hulk and Titania are going at it in the background or something. Or, I don't know. There are so is many. It, is it worth it, though? Is it worth it? <laughs> uh, uh, to spend the money on the budget on a joke? No, probably yeah, not. exactly. <laughs> but, I mean, uh, I don't know. Okay, uh, so in the end credits, they have the watercolor illustrations. They've added a bunch of stuff here. There's a bunch of uh, photo booth photos uh, from Adam and Lulu's wedding, including Lulu. Uh, with the dog and Lou kissing the DJ. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> so it doesn't seem like that that marriage is going to last that long. Um, and we also have one with uh, Titania getting her teeth fixed while she's taking a selfie while it happens. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I guess she doesn't need to be under anesthesia because she's yeah, super she's human, right? Yeah. Uh, and Mr. Immortal is being forced to look at one of his wife's in the eyes for 20 seconds while Nikki holds up an iPhone timer. All funny little bits. Um, we've reached the end of the episode. Before we get into speculation, Brad, is there anything else you wanted to say about episode six? I don't think so. Okay, let's get into speculation. I'm not sh- like Brad is. I don't know if I'm going too far with this question because I feel like sometimes I overanalyze stuff and like we like to speculate on the show, mm-hmm. but. The guy she met at the wedding, Josh, just yeah. seemed too nice. And then yeah. we also find out that she's being sur- surveilled at that moment. Is he in on it? I I think that's probably a, a safe bet. I was thinking the same thing. I don't fully trust him either. Um, so, so yeah, it's. I think it's definitely possible. Yeah. Um, what do you think? Do you think this is the end of Titania? Because... No. no. Surely, surely not. No, no way. I don't know. I'm kind of... I enjoy seeing her in these episodes, but at the same time, like she doesn't seem like that much of a big bad here because she's been so easily taken out multiple times in fights in the courtroom. Well, but don't forget, we're talking about somebody out there trying to get She-Hulk's blood. And I bet you that if Titania got a hold of She-Hulk's blood, she would be willing to use it so that to make her just as strong as She-Hulk so she can make it a fair fight. (sighs) I, I think we all know it's going in that direction and that kind of annoys me, but... Um, I will. I will give him credit that uh, unlike the other Marvel shows, they're keeping the prob- possible big bad like in the show early, right? Like she's not. She did not just show up. Yeah, as far as like, we know, anyway. Yeah. Um. So, uh, do you trust Mallory at all? I mean, I don't, especially since in the comics she like becomes very like uh, jealous of She Hulk and then goes into another court like starts another corporation where like they try to make their own she hulk or something yeah part of me thinks that she might be in on the the what what's going on with like that lab and stuff and i and i also think that that's why she didn't want to tell jennifer about the intelligentsia site oh i didn't even think i didn't even put the uh, that that makes sense but you know obviously nikki is <laughs> not someone that you could tell what to do yeah uh yeah i i, I like all that speculation and we have three episodes left of this series. And I'm I'm just hoping that things kind of like the the main plot line kind of heats up. I I'm just not a person who likes watching TV that's like that episode of the week, the story of the week. And I know that this is partially like, you know, like a law comedy kind of thing where, you know, it's case of the week, but th- that's just not my thing personally. So I'm hoping that it becomes more 
more serialized and the, the threat kind of comes together more. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I will say that we will not be here next week for She-Hulk where I will not be here next week for She-Hulk. So we will return with a She-Hulk episode in two weeks. A double header. And we'll be talking about episodes seven and eight leading into leading into the finale, uh, which is coming, you know, in mid-October. So look out for that. Uh, you can find more of all of our work at SlashFilm.com. You can find this podcast on Apple, Google, Overcast, Spotify, all the popular podcast apps. Please feel free to send your feedback, questions, comments, concerns to us at Peter at SlashFilm.com. Is there anything that we might have missed? Is there any speculation that you'd like to add? Uh, please head on over to our Apple Podcast page and give us a rating and review. Tell your friends, spread the word, and we'll see you on Monday. For the ones who know safety isn't a catchphrase, it's a culture. And the ones who help make sure everyone makes it home safe. For the safety-minded who watch everyone's backs, Granger offers supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as safety assessments and training to keep your facilities safe and your people safer. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Get everything for your next project today at Menards and save big money. Right now, all stock outlets with USB ports are on sale. Ditch the need for bulky USB adapters. Upgrade your home with features like ultra-fast charging, allowing you to charge your smart devices up to 40% faster than standard USB outlets. Also, view our weekly flyer on Menards.com and check out all the great deals happening this week. Save big money.